You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at EnneagramAndMarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us for this special short E&M. We love to do our brief episodes type by type. This time we are covering our beloved type twos and the three E&M subtype descriptors of them. I so love the book, The Complete Enneagram, 27 Paths to Greater Self-Knowledge by Beatrice Chestnut. And if you want a really deep dive on the types and the subtypes, you can visit that book. But what I really like to do here in these mini episodes is I like to give you my take on the couples that I work with and those I have the privilege of getting to hear the hearts of so that we can really help you to thrive in your marriage relationships as we go through these subtypes as well. So super excited about that please make sure you listen to our episodes on two at large in seasons one and four. Also make sure you grab our type two deeper dive at enneagramandmarriage.com if you want an even deeper dive into other aspects of the two. But for starters, I just want to remind you guys, twos make really helpful people. They are givers in any relationship that they care about, if it's meaningful to them, because They learn by adulthood that you can't give to everybody. So they find people and ways to give that really bring good things to the world. Now, sometimes in marriage, twos really can burn out because they're giving in so many places and ways. And I would just really remind you if you're a two or if you're the spouse of a two, this is a great conversation to have every few months at large, no matter what the subtype of the two is, is how are you giving? Are you setting boundaries? Are you burning out? Are we getting enough as a couple? And now I'm going to go ahead and briefly go through the three subtype descriptors of two because that way you can even nuance things more for your conversation. So this self-preserving two we call here charm because this counter type of the two is a little bit different. Instead of just giving all the time, sometimes this self-preserving two, as you can even imagine from the title, really likes to be given too. There's a sensation that they won't have enough and so the resources feel a little bit lower for this two and therefore in a marriage relationship, they really do as twos tend to do uh, when they're not feeling healthy, they seduce in a childlike way to get more what they need. And so instead of getting more by saying, hey, here's my needs, this is reasonable, here, what are your needs? Let's try to be um, just partners about this. There's usually an unspoken or nonverbal seduction going on in terms of just a youthfulness, a playfulness. And I would say that's just a self-prez thing anyway, but it's just a sense of teasing and fun and even pouting when this too doesn't get their way in marriage. So if this is you, it's probably just as I feel when we go through my types, sometimes a little bit embarrassing to hear, but it's also really good to hear so that you can just say like, okay, there's a reason for me doing this, 
But I also want to challenge myself to be more of a partner. So this is not a parent-child dynamic. I'm losing power. I'm losing self-respect, or at least I'm losing ultimate mate respect. I'm not somebody's plaything. I'm somebody's equal. And I really want you to remember that you have worth just as much as anybody. And you also have the ability to participate in the world just as much as anybody so that you can have some self-sufficiency and it feels really good to do things things for yourself too. There's a certain healthy pride to that. So as much as it's great to be able to say, hey, I'm a two who knows how to take, make sure you check in with your spouse to see if they feel like you're taking a bit much. And also check in with yourself that if they say yes to that, that you don't just have a tantrum or pout if they can't give to you, that you start to really learn how do I grieve and lament what hurts as well as rise up and do my best? How do I get healthy self-care instead of seducing my spouse into feeling like I'm an innocent child who needs all the help? And it kind of puts you, if you're in that spot, as the more important player in a relationship, just like if there's a parent and a child, the child's always gonna get the protection. If you're in self-pres, it's putting you on top. And we know that the best ways to love is to love others as yourself. So try to work on that. And that way, uh, it's not just charm, it's true love. Okay, let's move on to the social two. The social two does do a bit more outward giving to get. And this is a two that I describe as power. And you will even see B. Chestnut talk about this as a power two. Uh, Why I describe it as power is I think this two is really looking for the over and above experience in the marriage, not necessarily overtly, but because they may even have a family systems experience where they were not empowered, or it might be a story that they heard in their family and their social instinct goes very far back. And in this case, they just want to make sure, and they're very intelligent, that they're able to give well, as well as be given to well. So they give very strategically in the world and also to their spouse so that they'll ensure getting back in a certain way. And what this too has to do a bit more of is open-handed position to God, releasing the plans to God every day, allowing God to work in their lives, and also allowing their spouse to give as needed. The last comment I want for this special too is although we adore your workout in the world make sure you're giving enough time to your family and just like I said to the self-preserving too if they say you're not watch out that you don't just charm or seduce or have a tantrum in order to trick them into thinking that yes you really are giving enough ask it as a very rational question allow yourself not to be thinking inhibited and say let's really be strategic here together What does this season look like? How do we spend time together? Are we doing things that you like as well as me? And I think once you focus in on that, you'll be awesome at this. So just make sure you're doing this, but make sure, like I said, that you're not giving double signals here of, okay, I really don't want to know, or I'm going to try to manipulate once you tell me. Just be authentic. Like, hey, I have to have open hands to God. It might not be easy, but I know that we can take some deep breaths and I can find ways to love you that are unique to you and that don't serve us socially. And I can also pull back if my spouse says I'm not giving enough, because quite honestly, this is a two who is in danger 
danger of being a workaholic and whose family's in danger of saying this too never learned to self-soothe. And so they were always out and about trying to be getting their worth met by others. So doing some self growth is very important for this too. And then last but not least, we have our two that is called the sexual two. And I call this two allure because they're very good at pulling out bait for others to be charmed by them in terms of seduction, actually using their sexual prowess. And if you know any sexual instinct, sometimes we really do that because we want to have a dominance also. So you see this theme of pride coming back, which we do have a lot of twos who struggle with pride. And actually, that's usually what's going on beneath the surface for all twos in various ways. But this is a pride that just asserts love as This is a love is a fun thing. Love is a beautiful thing. Love is an emotional and romantic thing. There's probably no one more romantic than this too, other than perhaps a four. And this too says, love is just a feeling I feel. And I hope you feel it so much that I can allure you into loving me exactly the way I want to be loved. And I won't even have to ask for it. You're just going to be so infatuated with me. And not only you, but others in our friend group, my friends, your friends. And there can be a bit of a, not just a bit of a, but a lot of a, a problem with this too, if they don't know how to create sexual boundaries with other couples. And the pride can come out in terms of, I want every partner to want me more than their own spouse. And that can be something that is unconscious, but it's very important to pay attention to on double dates and on group events, because a lot of twos really do also long for connections with others that they would not find attractive or within their own friend group or same gender. And yet they're like, why aren't people enjoying me. And so they have to do this work of saying, oh, because I'm seducing and I'm really good at it. And so I need to really make sure that I am really conscious of the ways that I talk to people. And if I'm flirting, that I pay attention to that, that I'm not prolonging the eye contact, that I'm not prolonging long glances with it when we do have eye contact, that I'm not acting in a very silly way that it, one way of thinking of this, because sexual subtypes don't like it when others flirt with their spouse, is thinking about would I like it if somebody and my spouse was doing this to each other? And usually that will help you to be a great gauge of how you can take care of that end of things. But with your own partner, the way to go about love is to serve each other. And it takes hard work and grit. So I challenge you to bring grit into your own practice and to get dirty and to roll up your sleeves and to, you know, really show that you know how to muscle through things as well as be playful, laugh, and of course, when it's the right timing, bringing that sexual subtype out so you and your spouse can have awesome times and flirt with each other and charm each other, but also know how to take care of each other in a way that is overt and direct and just says, hey, here's what my needs are. Here's what I'm going to need today from this relationship or in this season. So make sure you're having regular conversations. I've created an entire Enneagram and Marriage Relationship Glow planner with my dear friend, Elena Pampa of Ray of Light. You can visit enneagrammarriage.com if you're like, hey, we need a weekly reminder of talking about this. But otherwise, I hope you just learned something today and you'll take at least one thing for yourself as a two or in relationship with a two and keep listening. Okay. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you loved today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. 
visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.